Um, is anyone running the beta? No, I'm. You know what? I'm strongly considering it when the public beta drops for this. Yeah, I, I think I'm willing to wait for the official release. Like, I yes, mean, yeah, I'm too, excited but... to use my watch to unlock my phone. Um, but I mean, use I'm your not phone going to unlock your watch. Right, but I'm not going out often enough to to feel like God. I got to get that two extra weeks early. Like when it comes out, it comes out. Yeah, I. I what? Who are you that. people? What's wrong with you? Are we giving extra <laughs> points to um, rebound listener David, who had written in on January 22nd, 11 days ago, as we record, to ask if we thought that Apple was missing a trick by not doing this? Yeah, we should. All right, extra points. <laughs> They're worth nothing. There, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that there are actually a bunch of other things in that beta that I want, which are one of the reasons that I'm more excited about getting it. Like, it's got the dual SIM 5G support, because it's like, oh, then I can actually use 5G, which I've been unable to use so far. There were a couple other things. They added emoji search on the iPad, which has been missing there for basically since iOS 14 came out. Which is strange. Yeah, it was okay. We'll allow it. Always a weird choice. Yeah. uh, They're adding to the app... Uh, transparency thing, you know, the anti-Facebook feature, I guess we could call it, uh, which I'm I'm in favor of. I will probably do the, if, if a public beta ever comes for Big Sur that returns snooze options for calendar alerts, I will definitely jump <laughs> no, on Lex doesn't want that. Lex doesn't want that. that. Is, it's <laughs> not happening. Angry on a daily basis. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm surprised they haven't fixed that yet, because I agree. I'm it surprised feels, they haven't fixed that yet either. It feels um, dumb. I did have, so I got my new laptop. I didn't have it last time. Um, hey, look at this guy with his yeah. new laptop. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm on my I'm on my second um, podcast recording of the day without having plugged in. So, and it's nice. At, wow. Yeah, it's at eighty one percent. Man, oh man, right you and your M one laptops. Yeah, but I did. I ran into the uh, the problem. The problem where it uh, kicks in the screensaver and you can't turn it off um but <laughs> i just updated to whatever the what with 12.2 what for no, no what oh, 11.2 anyway, yeah I, I had that the other day 11. i cannot remember what number yeah. we run i had never run into that with the screensaver thing although i'm not even sure i have a screensaver enabled on my macbook Air. do you have do you have multiple do you have multiple accounts uh no and fast fast user switching because they no. seem to think it was related to fast uh, user switching. no just me i'm the only one so, with an account on my computer this is all very interesting because I, I, I'm also on 11.2 now. And a person who I don't really know, but who reached out to me uh, on Twitter, who works at Apple, was working with me on that crash that I kept talking about, um, where my Mac would restart by itself overnight with something very low level on the Bluetooth stack. And that is fixed in 11.2. And apparently there were two people who reported it all the time. And it was me and somebody at Apple. <laughs> but they fixed it. <laughs> wow. But, uh, look at this guy. Was it Tim Cook? I, I'm assuming there were also other people who just didn't press the report button or whatever. But anyway. Uh, so I was so excited to get on 11.2. I, I, my, I used my main source of knowing when Apple macOS updates are available, which is Dan texted about it. Uh, and now I have twice, I only told Dan about this once, but I have twice had to hard restart my Mac to get messages to work. So I'm curious if other people are running into the messages app on the Mac freezing in 11.2. I'd rather have that than my whole uh, Mac restart. I have not had that problem. On an, on an M1 or on yeah. some other computer? On an M1 Mac specifically, okay. I guess. Yeah, I've not, not run into that. I, I, <laughs> I did run into an issue, I feel like, where Messages was not updating at one point, and I had to force quit it and relaunch it or something, but that's it. 
And I haven't had it hard locked the entire computer. All right. Well, we'll see if it keeps happening. Uh, my annoyance is I do have a screensaver, but when that restart was happening, it would come to the login screen, and I don't have multiple accounts, but the login screen would just sit there. And if you didn't log in, it just sat there. So if my computer restarted at like one in the morning, it was just that screen was up all night long. And that seems dumb. There's no reason for that. Mm-hmm. It should go to the screensaver or if nobody logs in after a while, like put yourself to sleep. What yeah. is it doing? It was like when I updated my iMac Roll to up. Big Sur at the end of last week, I started the update and I was like, all right, it's going to take a while. You know, I'll walk away, go work take on the laptop for a while. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I said. And <laughs> I came back like like it's half an hour or 40 minutes later thinking like, all right, should be all done by this point and discovered it had hung on reboot. <laughs> so it never even started. So I had to hard reboot it, start the install again, and then wait like another 40 minutes for the entire thing to install, which was not the most reassuring feeling. <laughs> uh, and I'm sad because the one thing I'm missing on Big Sur so far is Super Duper does not quite does not work yeah, with Big Sur yet. Yeah, I know. Which is a bummer. Which was a pain in the ass because I wanted to back up my MacBook Pro uh, before I sent, mm, sent it off. Have, yeah. And I had to it's just choice. basically, I used, so I used um, Time Machine and then I also just dragged everything onto a drive. Yeah. Yeah. So Carbon Copy Cloner apparently works, okay. which I was thinking about potentially picking up in the interim or emailing well, Dave and see if sure. there's a there's there's a mm-hmm. build. I actually saw that the, the advice that they're giving on, on Super Duper truly is to use like an older version and that that works better. I, I just read that, is that today. Right? Yeah. An older huh. version of the of the of the of app? Super Duper. Yeah, huh. an older I version of Super that. Duper to That's... help with backups. Okay. Man, I wish I still had that link handy because I just read it this morning. I don't <laughs> use Super Duper anymore, sure. but I did see it. I thought it had been a bigger issue with the, like, basically, so Apple has changed. I was reading some of the stuff in the Carbon Copy Cloner, like, blog about it, and they changed, like, all the utilities and stuff. And because of the security and the encryption, like, you have yeah. to use Apple's own tools to back stuff up, and they don't have the same flexibility or the same option. So, yeah, I don't know. The first thing I do when I get a Mac is, like, I set whatever the boot password is and i was so i was kind of surprised when i booted booted my m1 like i was like oh man this is completely different than it's been in previous versions but it's mostly it's most the difference is mostly big sur and i don't think there is there isn't a a boot password on. i was gonna say you set a boot password on your computers i've never done that in my life i have done that but it's been a super long time well you know you can change you can change the passwords there's a utility if you don't set a boot password, and I think maybe actually, uh, now that I think about it, I think um, File Vault also protects against this. But if you don't turn on File Vault and you don't have a boot password set, you can change the passwords for any user on the Mac. Right, which is sometimes useful because if you forget your password, <laughs> it's not <laughs> useful if your kid gets your Mac. No, that's <laughs> true. I'm going to do some real time follow up because I share the link with with John and Dan. But uh, Dave uh, Nanian is that always says his last name, the guy who makes. Yep super duper he yep. specifically suggests to use version 3.2.5 to which is an older version to to back up on m1 max for the time being and mm-hmm. delightfully his blog post <laughs> about this explaining what to do starts hey folks sorry it's been a while <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so thanks for the shout out dave we appreciate long- you love listenership we'll send you a free of the t-shirt. show <laughs> long time listener <laughs> I'm still I'm still interested in the boot password thing. I, I enjoy this because like I I remember the first early on like if you enabled File Vault, it had a different login process because it would actually require you to log in like right when you booted instead of giving you the traditional login screen later on because of when the encryption was happening. But I think since the newer iteration of that has happened, 
it's just, now it's all transparent. And so basically everything is encrypted until you enter your login password. So I don't know mm-hmm. how that impacts what John's talking about in terms of like whether or not you can still change the password. I assume, wait, are you talking like booting into single user mode or something? Well, you, you go into recovery mode. Recovery. There's a, there's a um, yeah, there's a, I think you have to go, I can't remember exactly how you do it, but there's a menu item. I think it's, I think it used to be just a menu item. Um, and then they might've moved it to the command line and I can't, I can't remember. Anyway, don't do what I did years ago, <laughs> which is not set a password, <laughs> but, but, but that's that you tell, I think that that had to do with, um, the Intel chipset in particular, because it's no longer an option in, on the M1 max. Gotcha. Okay. That I, that I know that I noticed anyway, explains why I've changed multiple. Passwords I was looking already. for it. I was looking for it. And I had, but I had also already set, did I already set file vault? I can't, now I can't remember the sequence of events. Do you but, use file, um, file vault these days? Yes. Vault? Yeah. Oh, see, oh, I don't, yeah. You guys both do. Yeah. Why would you not? Yeah. Why would you not? Because it slows things down. From it does what not I've always read about it. That not is really. not true. The the original did the you the, the newer version does not. So so tell me why would you and why I guess that you wouldn't wouldn't. But why would you and why wouldn't you use it? What are the arguments against using it? And what what do you prefer about using FileVault? The Convince only me. argument against using it is if you lose your password, I think you are, and you don't have your recovery information. I think you it's easy to kind of get screwed at that point. Although I'm sure, I think now even that's yeah. kind of harder because you can link it to your Apple ID. Yeah. Like, it, it's actually a lot harder than right. it used to be because it used to be like they gave you recovery codes, like, you know, when you get locked out of an account with yeah. uh, 2FTFA. <laughs> now I think it's just linked to your Apple ID so you can kind of, there is a way to recover it. So, I mean, that was the biggest risk at times was like data loss because you accidentally locked yourself out. Right. There was, again, there was a performance hit at some point, but on modern hardware, I think it's virtually indistinguishable yeah, particularly on an m1 i mean yeah i i uh, there is there is right now little reason not to use it because the the advantages are huge uh this which is, is why i listen say, to this show oh yeah everything is encrypted <laughs> which is what you want like right now i could just plug in a hard drive into your computer copy all your data and bam i don't even have to be logged in all i need is access to your computer well now you can't because i just turned on file vault all right <laughs> and i it's using my icloud password to unlock my iCloud password, by the way, is bakery. <laughs> nice. Kidding. Yeah. We do have a couple questions from <laughs> bakery listeners. Bakery one. Uh, uh, Rebound Prime member questions. If you want to join Rebound Prime, that's prime.reboundcast.com. You get episodes early. You get bonus episodes pretty much every single week. And you get to submit questions that we answer on the show. Z says, you guys didn't discuss the part of the MagSafe rumor that honestly flummoxed me. Supposedly, it'll somehow make charging faster? How does that affect the credibility of the rest of the rumor? Turn off tap to click because buttons are better. Thank you, Z. <laughs> You're not wrong. The whole point of tap to click is the versatility. I don't need to click. I, I don't know what click. we're talking about on the other part of the MagSafe question. I don't um, know either. But. I, I think that the, the point is not that it's faster than USB-C. It's faster than inductive mm. charging. That, so I there. That was the point. We were I, I don't think we... It, I mean, we, as were, it's, we, were, as we it's... were speculating about whether or not the MagSafe connector would be different than it used to be. Ah, yeah. And I think it's probably not going to be. It's still going to it's still going to have pins that connect to pins. Right. Or whether it would be different from, say, the MagSafe connector on the phone, which, yes. again, I think we agree it probably would be because that form of that's still inductive charging. Right. And that's just slower. The magnets. And yeah. on your um, as we're talking about MagSafe on your your fancy new M1 laptops. The the two USB C ports, they're both on the same side, is that right? Correct. Correct. Left side. Sadly. Not the right. My, yeah. 
my favorite perk is uh, of of having multiple of those ports is the having the one on each side, so you can plug in right where you are. And it's not annoying. Yeah, I know. They should. Fix I that. know. Yeah. Well, except except you don't have to plug in as much anymore. I, yeah, and I've still never plugged in a peripheral to, to my MacBook Air. So, yeah, I did. I did a whole. I did a whole episode of the talk show <laughs> without plugging in. I was like, I brought my charger down here, and I was like, well, we'll see what happens, and it was fine. You're the main host of that show, are you not? I am. Yeah. Now. Well. Yeah. I mean, this week. I hear uh, function keys are gross. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I was just like, what? <laughs> rebound Prime listener Jay Graves says, will you please make a rebound cast does Tim Cook soundboard, please? <laughs> <laughs> Good, morning! Good morning. I told these guys, but uh, <laughs> the day after or the day we recorded that episode, I was out just taking my garbage cans out and I was just walking down my driveway referencing Moltz's Tim impression. And it was nighttime and I'm just going, Good morning. Good morning. Just over and over again, and only when I got to the end of my driveway, I noticed my neighbor was out on his driveway, staring at me, wondering what the hell was happening. And we have not spoken yeah. since. So Ten months of a thing. pandemic is when Lex cracks. Yes. <laughs> not a question from Robert Watkins. Just feedback. Around back when the Apple Watch debuted, researchers at Leeds University demonstrated a proof of concept of monitoring blood glucose level levels with lasers. Apple applied for a patent in 2018 on same, presumably an application of this research. None of this is proof that the next Apple Watch will have this tech, but it's at least plausible, and he shared some links. So we talked about that last time, and a listener who knows more about it than we do did some research. So lasers, you, nice. you think they're going to build lasers into the Apple? I mean, first of all, that sounds awesome. I think. I think. I again, I think pins is a lot easier. <laughs> and then <laughs> listener Troy writes, "I, I will freely admit, I read this one a couple of times. I think I get it now." Troy writes, I'm glad that Robin Hood didn't block my access to turning this car around. Or wait, I mean the rebound, vamp here. So I think it's reference to the fact that long ago we used to do podcast ads for Robin yes, Hood. That's true. And now we don't. I I feel bad for Robin Hood, honestly, because I, I think that they I handled don't. everything very, very poorly. I, but I, don't I don't feel think bad that they for were them. Being shady yeah, I don't as much as I think they were being them. stupid. <laughs> so well, they I, didn't, wasn't the whole point they didn't have enough money to cover yeah. the yeah. That's because well, it's they're basically movie business. pass, but a slower roll movie pass, right? Like, well, I use trade your stocks for free. Yeah. Well, look what happened to fucking movie pass. Exactly. <laughs> I don't feel bad for any of those people. Those people made their beds. They can lie in it. Somebody, somebody joked that it was too bad that movie pass didn't last long enough for them to be. Oh, I didn't see that. That's really funny. I want to buy movie pass stock so bad. Oh my god! I heard. I thought I heard at one point that they were also pumping up Blockbuster stocks yes. because apparently they yeah. still have a holding yeah. company, even though they have nothing. And, and, and BlackBerry, yeah, yes. Nokia too. I think I heard as well. I bought like, Nokia. Wow. <laughs> Good grief! I, I wanted to try it. More so money than cents. So far, it's lost uh, twelve dollars for me, Nokia. So it's going great. It's going great. But yeah. you know what? It's okay that I've lost a little bit of money because Indochino's custom clothing is so goddamn cheap. This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Indochino. Make every moment an opportunity to look your best. With Indochino, perfectly fitted custom clothes are more affordable than you might think. This is the part where we vamp. Um, so both Dan <laughs> and I have done custom Indochino suits. We both wore them to Dan's wedding. Unfortunately, I was not Dan's bride. I asked. He said no. Uh, but you can really customize everything. And when you're wearing a suit that's made to fit your body, trust me, you're going to look good. Dan got married in one. And like his bride, now wife, could have walked away if he didn't look the part. But he did. 
Indochino offers completely. Can you tell that I vamped? Indochino offers completely. That would have been something. That really would have been. That would have been a, a, a wedding. I mean, not that I don't remember Dan's wedding. I do, but <laughs> it would have been even more memorable. You're not wrong. Exactly. Yeah. Thankfully, it didn't happen because Indochino offers completely custom fitted suits. Coats and casual wear at surprisingly affordable prices. You can customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and monogram. The choice is yours. And by the way, you don't have to be a lapel shape expert because I'm certainly not one. They show you the pictures and you can pick which thing is best. And since, Are you qualified then <laughs> to make recommendations about suits? No. But since your order is made to your exact measurements, each piece will fit you and your style perfectly. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $299 with all customizations included. I'm not going to lie to you. You go to the store and try to buy a suit at some other place. First of all, it's going to cost more than that to begin with. Second of all, you're going to need to get it tailored. You're going to spend way more. So book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now you'll get $30 off any purchase of $399 or more when you enter the code REBOUND to checkout. That's $30 off a purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Promo code REBOUND. Our thanks to Indochino for their support of the rebound and only the rebound. (laughs) Do we want to talk about the uh, touch bar? Uh, Because I don't think we ever mentioned it really before. Talk about it. Like going away. Go for it. At least we didn't last week. We didn't last week. No, I don't think so. I mean, we we talked about it on the rebound. do 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 we believe these rumors? I mean, this is being Shikuo, who's pretty good. Um, I but. see no, I, I don't see a lot of reason they would keep it around, to be honest. I don't either. It doesn't seem like they've done much of anything with it. So I, I would have thought that it would have been iterated by now. Like it's been four years and they have not done much other than remove parts of it to make, to make the, the escape key a physical key. It's like they, they're slowly taking pieces away. There's like, is it going to be then the F1 key? And then, I mean just doesn't seem like they're that into it. It's just interesting that they made this new M1 MacBook Air with it. <laughs> they did not. Or the MacBook Pro? Well, one of the yes. new MacBooks. The MacBook Pro the MacBook with Pro, it. Not yes. the like, Air. It's yes. weird that they would make a, a, a new computer where they could have easily just not included it if it was going out and kept it. Yep, that's true. I think that the the biggest argument in that favor is simply that it was just like the continuity of switching over to the same MacBook Pro model. They're just like, let's just make it look exactly the same, basically. And that meant keeping the touch bar for the moment. Or, who knows, maybe they're putting something else in there instead? I don't even... Yeah, I don't know. I... Well, yeah, I mean, you know, a feel could, bar. They, yeah, they could put they could put touch screens on them. Right. That's I mean, a whole other thing. Well, no, but I, I guess my point being... Yeah, I don't know. Lex joked about a feel bar, but like, what if they were redesigned? What if this wasn't about the touch bar going away in favor of function keys, but the touch bar going away in favor of a improved touch bar? I don't know what you want to call it, or some other technology that they would think about putting in there. Touchier bar. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, it's something with haptics or something that's closer to like, you know, the, the think bar. touch. It, it definitely seems to me that it Apple, reads your mind. Apple would love to have the entire keyboard be virtual, right? Like if they could come up with a way that you had full haptic feedback and the keyboard, the whole keyboard could change at any time, but still feel like a keyboard. I think they would love to do that. That's my impression. I'm I'm not as convinced. I think they saw the risks of making a a computer with a shitty keyboard. It went pretty badly for them. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think I, I don't I don't think we're going to be there for a while. And I and I cannot. I'm sorry. I have a hard time fathoming how you could create a touch input device that doesn't have actual feedback. Like, yeah. or it doesn't require some sort of like actuating button. I think it it will it'll actively hurt to type on is my my biggest complaint. Like, because ten finger typing as opposed to like your thumb typing on your keyboard, I just I feel like it's just inferior. 
And I'm just going to say that. Sometimes keys are better, uh, even if they're yeah. gross function keys. <laughs> Again, I did not understand that comment. <laughs> I understand I mean, exactly I understand, where John is coming from that's because not, that's, that's very John, I, but it's, it's, I, I yes, don't agree exactly. with it at all. I don't agree with it either. I mean, I think there is a, there is a minimum function le- functional level that you have to accept and say, this is what works. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, unless you can figure out a better way to make it work. And I do not think that they have done that. I'm agreeing. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. So, okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. Touch bar. Then. I, I, I just, I just want to make the point though, that I think non-nerds love the touch bar a lot of the time. Um, well, yeah, Karen loves it. Karen, and I think it's just because, I mean, she never used the function keys very much to begin with, and it's like a shiny new thing that looks cool. I mean, for the most part. I mean, I, she she likes, you know, doing the volume thing. I mean, I think <laughs> she thinks that it's cool, like changing the volume. I think it's a pain, kind of a pain in the ass because it's fiddly and it's not quite, you know, it doesn't always activate correctly when I tap. I mean, right. and I, I'm and glad I, to be, I'm glad to be done with it. Really. I was sharing the story on our Slack where I have a, a friend who I worked with, I don't know, 20 years ago now, um, 15 years ago. And she just got one of these uh, new MacBook Pros with that touch bar. And she was sending me photos of the touch bar because she was so excited that it showed, you know, the <laughs> Safari tabs. And it's the tiniest little ridiculous <laughs> they're, they're Safari They're both going to be very disappointed. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no way that that's actually useful, but it is cool to look at. And as we're talking about it, though... I, there is, I, I'm not suggesting this and I'm not predicting this. I don't think it would happen, but like I can imagine I have, you know, a, an Apple, I don't know what it's, which keyboard it is, but I have, you know, the Apple Bluetooth extended keyboard here in front of me. And if just the number pad, for example, were a, a different shaped touch bar and it could be a number pad by default, or like if you hit something, it now was control center and you had all those different things on a, an iPhone-esque screen there. Like, it feels to me like there's something that they're close to that the touch bar isn't. So I'm going to put that. I don't think they're done with having interactive keyboard displays on. No, I, I agree with that. I, I think, and, and at some point I thought it would always be interesting if they somehow found a way to integrate that into the trackpad. I mean, which feels like a big, huge open space where mm-hmm. maybe you could do something clever. I, I don't know what that You're would look a big, like. huge open space. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> We broke Dan, John. We did. <laughs> Congratulations. One of you has to edit the show now. <laughs> That's what happens when you break me. <laughs> I got nothing. I was trying to have a serious conversation, and that was my mistake. That was on me. I realize no, that you're, now. I, you're not wrong about the, the touchpad as a, a place to do it. You're not wrong about the touchpad. <laughs> <laughs> but I I do think it creates it feels to me like more complicated there to a degree because it also it has to be my touchpad Dude, like yeah no but I I, yeah I, and i totally get that i think it's it's i don't think it's a great solution either but i agree with you that they are trying maybe all of this is just dancing around like just make it a fucking touchscreen computer guys like just if you want to put <laughs> yeah, a touchscreen in it That's put it right. under the display we've already proved that that works <laughs> yes you'll have to make some yeah. changes and do you know to get it to work right but like i, I feel like the touch bar is a half measure that it, it's it wasn't good enough to replace keys and it's not a good enough touch screen to replace a touch screen <laughs> like so it's just shitty at all of those things <laughs> or yeah. at the very least in ineffectual like i think it's got some you know it, it has some it looks cool right it looks cool there are some a few ideas in there that i think are cool but they never committed to it like right right and it's not it's not across the breadth of the 
lineup. Right. You're never going to get it on the desktop. You don't have it on. You don't have it on the iMac. You don't have it on the Air. It's the same thing that killed 3D Touch, right? Like some devices had it and some didn't. And if not every Mac has it, then nobody's going to put anything important there. Yes, exactly. And, And I think you know. Uh, on the 3D touch side, I think they probably had some... I think there are similar issues in terms of expanding the availability of both of those things. Like, the 3D touch thing, it seemed like was never going to work on the iPad. Like, just whether it was because of the size or the expense of putting it in there, it, it was never going to be feasible. And I think you could make a touch bar on, like, the, the Magic Keyboard, the external Magic Keyboard. But I think yeah, I it would think just so. make it so expensive that I'm not sure anybody you would can't, buy you can't it. Do touch ID, you can't do Touch ID. Cor- is, right. I mean, or at least yeah. you probably can't. I'm, I'm willing to believe well, they could have come you can't up. Current, you can't currently. Right, right. No. Yeah, I'm willing to believe maybe they could have come up with a way to have a secure you know, wireless connection or something. But I, I think it was going to be more problems than it was worth, especially if you think, why not just eventually skip to Face ID on the iMac, which seems more likely. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I believe the touch bar is going away. He had some other things in that report, didn't he? I feel like there's some, there, there's some talk again of yeah, the fingerprint um, scanner right. under the there's, display. Uh, and they keep, they, keep try, they keep trying. These rumors keep wanting there to be a 12-inch and a 14-inch MacBook Pro. It's like they would feel like they've been talking about them for like... <laughs> I think the 14 inches going to I think the 14 inches is going to 14 and 14 I'm sorry it's 14 and 16 there's already 16 I think there's going to be a 14 inch my guess is the so there's essentially two models of 13 inch MacBook Pro right now like there's the one that has yeah. the you know the was it only two ports right or was it four ports I don't remember yeah, yeah. anyway so there's like a is lower still, end yeah. for okay. 13 inch and a higher end 13 inch and I think the suggestion is the 14 inch would replace the higher end 13 inch but it is weird. I, I think it's... Uh, I get why they're doing it, but it feels like a strange choice to have two like differentiators at that size. But then again, they have a 13-inch Air yeah. and a 13-inch Pro, so uh, the right. lineup's kind of all over the place. Does yeah. it ever amaze you when you think back to when Yao Ming was a big enough star that he was like part of an Apple ad campaign? <laughs> that laptop ad with... Vermeer. I really don't give Yao Ming a lot of thought, I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it doesn't occur to me. Whenever we talk about laptop sizes, it. I think about that ad. Because it was a great ad, right? With um, Vern Troyer and, yeah. and Yao Ming. And they had the... Yeah. One had the giant laptop, one had the tiny... I don't know. But uh, it's, it's just amazing to me. Like, has, I, I don't think of Apple as using athletes in their ads. And then that time they did. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I guess it is. I think it's just you. I think it's just, I think you. It's just you. I think it um, is just you. Uh, the other thing was... Uh, talked about this on the talk show, but the... the, the one of the... Rumors was was straight sides like like the iPad, which doesn't make any sense because the sides on the current MacBooks are straight already. S- straighter. So, <laughs> Gruber was thinking that it would that they really meant Triangular. like flat tops and flat bottoms and so like instead of the, the, the way devil. Yeah, I guess um, possible. Yeah, some of this stuff feels like it's just change for change to say. Well, <laughs> I mean, fine. I well, think to know, the point. You know, it's yeah, a design, yeah you know. to the, to the point. Somebody was talking about this the other day with the the huge, you know, the amount of money they made uh, on the iPhone 12 line. And part of that being about changing the look of the iPhone does drive sales, right? Like changing yeah. the, the chassis does drive right. sales because people want something that looks different. It feels new yeah. if it looks different, even if it doesn't have like I was thinking about this in terms of, um, you know, them talking about how successful it's been in the huge quarter they had for the iPhone. and. The fact that, you know, looking back at this year's iPhone lineup, I think we all, you know, to a certain degree agreed, like, the phones are good, but they weren't amazingly better. Like, obviously, the 12 mini adding that to the lineup was a big change, but 
I didn't feel like going from the 11 Pro to the 12 Pro was a, you know, it, it didn't add so many new features that I was like, oh, look what I can do now, right? And yet it's sold mm-hmm. insanely well, right? And, and I think you have to chalk up at least a right. big chunk of that to the fact that it looked different. Yeah, it's fair. That's why Apple has always had the slogan, look different. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm very happy with it. You know, I mean, I'm glad that it, I didn't, what's weird to me is I didn't, I don't feel like I liked the design of the iPhone 4 when it first came out. Um, but you were looking I at have it somehow gotten, I have, I guess so. I have somehow gotten used to it and kind of prefer it now to the, I don't as much like the curved edges of the, the, the like the current SE, for example. I like the flat edges just fine. I, I don't think. You know, it's not it's not in theory something that in other scenarios I'd be like, ah, I got to go out and spend a thousand bucks on a new phone because of those flat edges, you know, yeah. but yeah, well, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think that there's definitely things that I care about the aesthetics of no question. I think there are phones, iPhone styles that I've preferred over others and iPad looks, but like, I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me what the next iPhone looks like. I'm going to buy it because I'm on that stupid Apple trading program and I'm stuck forever. Right, exactly. But, I mean, yeah. But like, it doesn't it doesn't really matter to me. And like, I know that there's people who who love certain iPhone, not, not form factors in the weird Moltz way, but, you know, just different <laughs> um, design <laughs> styles for it. And like, I, mostly I'm looking at the screen. Like, I'm not looking at it that much when it's off and the screens all look, you know, when you're using them, it's the same. So, I don't know. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. There's some things I care about and that's not one of them. You guys, though, that's what I care. Well, about. I do. <laughs> Someone should. Excuse me for caring. Um, <laughs> all right, sure. You're excused. Do you ever say to your wife, "Excuse me for caring"? <laughs> I do not. Okay, no. you should. Don't start. I don't don't start now. <laughs> Definitely. I'm not don't going do to. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a piece of news that came out not that long ago about the um, the Chrome extension for iCloud passwords came out, and then I think got pulled. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I mostly only weird. saw you complain about its lack of functionality. <laughs> I well, it was not working at all for me, and it, it said because it was Windows specific. Though you could even you could install it on the Mac version of Chrome, which seemed weird because it it literally just looked broken. <laughs> it's like, well, why do they let you do that? I I think this was a a clever idea, but I'm not sure why they pulled it. I don't know if it was for actual functionality reasons or you know one. It was like one rogue developer <laughs> created it. Who knows? But I do, I do wish I had access to iCloud Keychain integrated into Chrome because I feel like it would just make my life easier on the rare occasion I need to use Chrome. And instead, I have to like, oh, what is the password for this? I have to go look it up somewhere and Keychain copy and paste access. it. God Almighty, Keychain access is. It I is mean, a, it does uh, what it yeah, needs to do, but, but it's garbage. It's not a great app. Yeah, it doesn't work with Touch ID. It doesn't work with yeah. the Apple Watch Unlock. It's just it, so it also is just a mess a lot of times because there's all yes. these like duplicates and certificates and all this other stuff. It's like I don't care about any of this. I just want passwords. Right. And then there's right. also like a password well, interface yeah, I mean, in Safari too, which is confusing because it's like the autofill passwords are in Safari. So I don't. Yeah. Like I, I I talked to you guys many months ago now, but still during the pandemic about when I changed my Gmail password because I hadn't changed it since I created my Gmail account and it didn't save it. So I had to go through a painful reset process because I didn't know what the password was and none mm-hmm. of my other devices mm-hmm. picked it up, whatever. So now it's all saved on all my devices, but I use a third-party app for Gmail on my Mac called Mail for Gmail that does not integrate with Keychain. And every once in a while, it's like, hey, log in again, which I don't mind. I mind the part where it's not integrated. <laughs> and when you, exactly to your point, when you go to Keychain Access to try to find that particular password, there's so many different things that are called Gmail 
some of which yep. have the right password and some of which don't. And it's yep. just and like I can put in my email address, but I use my email address for a lot of things. It just sucks. It sucks. It should be better. Thank you for your time. Do you guys use just Keychain? Do you use other password managers as well? I'm all Keychain all the time. Okay. I, I've been using 1Password and I am trying on my new Mac to just use keychain in safari and i'm using i'm using sort of i'm using one password as more of a backup but not like having it in because i i mean I, I know you can turn them on you know you can turn one on and off but i i had them both on in in safari on my old mac and it was a nightmare because they would both try and like fill in things yeah was... i do have them both and i the reason mainly is because every once in a while i run into places where icloud keychain does not let me create a pat like suggest a password and I want mm-hmm. to generate a password, and one password makes that feature just way easier to access. Yeah. And also because there are cases of like things that are not passwords that I want to store securely, like recovery codes right. or stuff like yeah. that. And so I still Software use software licenses. Yeah, exactly. I still yeah. use one password for that kind of stuff. But it is now kind of mm-hmm. an annoying crapshoot where it's like sometimes I have to check a couple different places to find the yep. most recent password, which I yep. don't love. But yeah, keychain. If they revamped the keychain app and made it a little friendlier and a little more modern i feel like i could use it for more i yeah i i used to be a one password guy and was a fan but yeah now i just rely on the keychain is stuff. much better in general like i i agree that it the integration is superior and that's why 90 percent of the time it's what i'm using but every once in a while yeah. i still need yeah i don't i don't dig like one passwords uh interface for the plugin because it, it it's so kind of in your face like um it's its own look it's right? so obvious yeah. it's so it has like the one password logo and it's just like can, can just make it a little bit more understated I, there is a thing that annoys me that apple does that i think is a good thing that apple's trying to do but you know i, I don't know about you guys maybe you only have incredible passwords but whenever i go into the password screen on ios or on the mac it's like hey just in safari on the mac or in settings on the ios device like, hey, you've got some passwords that need some changing because you've used them in multiple sites or whatever. And it has an option to like, hey, do you want to change your password uh, on this site? And we can get you there. And what kills me about that feature is it's sometimes asking me to do that. And so I'll be in Safari and it's like, hey, this password you've used other places. Do you want to change it on the website? And I say, yes. It takes me over to the settings app and then opens the same website again, makes me log in again. And then it's just the same website. Open. Do you guys know what I mean at all? Have you seen this? Interaction? I've seen the pop up. I never hit it. And like, oh, I think yeah. you can, yeah, you can it. go see it manually too. If you go directly into settings, it'll like list for you passwords that should be changed. And I've sometimes changed some of them, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, I know that's a stupid password, but it's not an account that I actually care about. Like it's just, you know, right. some really generic account I just had to create doesn't have any credit card information tied to it or whatever. So yeah. I'm usually very lazy about replacing those. And there's too many too, like, uh, cause I've got, you know, 10 years worth of passwords probably in there. And it's like, yeah, oh, all these passwords yeah. are terrible. I mean, I have a lot. I have a, bu- a whole bunch that are so old that like accounts for accounts for probably things that don't exist anymore. Right, exactly. Ah, oh, my Hotmail password. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea that it at least audits that stuff, though. That that I feel positively yeah. about. So there's your answer. Yep. Thank. You. There's your answer. I know you guys want to talk about this. I do. Where there's Apple Car smoke, <laughs> there's Apple cars oh, yeah. on fire. Just this afternoon, as we're recording. Apparently, uh, Apple has uh, hired as its uh, vice president for the Apple car product a uh, Porsche executive with an expertise in chassis design, which is an interesting move. 
And then there's been a bunch more about Hyundai and the work with Hyundai that they're doing. I mean, or at least there's, I say a bunch more. There's been more stories about this, like kind of continuously leading to or, or continuously backing up this idea. So the weird thing about both of these rumors to me is that the the Hyundai one specifically says that the car will use one of Hyundai's existing chassis designs, and then they hire this guy who's a chassis designer. Yeah, well, I think they said it would use the. I thought that they said it would use the existing uh, platform. So essentially, like the the motor and battery, rather than the. Okay. Okay. I thought that meant that. I thought that meant the. Um... Yeah, I don't know. It it seems it's a little tricky. I'm not sure exactly what's going on here. And it also raises the question of like, if they're using an existing platform, why? The one thing to me that seems like Apple, I think that's why I thought that is because it seems like the one thing that Apple doesn't really care that much about is like, is the chassis. Like, I mean, that's that's the part that is not electronic, particularly. I mean, you know, I'm sure they're electronic. They care about the design. They're electronics and everything these days, you guys. Um, But (laughs) the the drivetrain and stuff like that is not really stuff that they should be yeah i, I guess the only concern question with. there would be about like if it is you know if they were worried about getting efficiency out of something but i agree with you that doesn't seem that yeah. seems like very much in the nuts and bolts of stuff that they would not wouldn't spend be their, their time area on. of expertise yeah. yeah i mean wouldn't yeah right right yeah so uh, i don't know that's there's a lot happening there and there's all of a sudden a lot of talk about this in a way there hasn't been in many years which I find very fascinating. I also wonder, you know, if Apple is in fact building a car, that's going to be hard. I feel like to keep a lid on, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. you know, well. <laughs> if they're going to launch this in four years, when twenty twenty five is kind of like the early date, I feel like you know somebody at some point might might leak this. Yeah, yeah, and particularly some of these <laughs> these companies don't seem like they're quite in the right mindset yet about <laughs> the fact that they shouldn't be talking about stuff like this well and and who I, I guess also like how early do people how early would they announce this i guess would be the other question like i feel like apple traditionally when apple has entered new product categories in recent years it has pre-announced stuff like the iphone or the apple watch like usually like six yeah. months out but I kind of feel like right. if they decided, like, we're going to put a stake in the ground and announce a car, I feel like they would probably be doing this, like, a year a year out just to at least avoid yeah. the, like, well, it's just going to leak out in dribs and drabs if we don't announce it, right? We want to do it on our timetable so that we can get the most bang for our buck about it. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I but there I is, would think so, too. I mean, and, and, and there, I don't know what the regulations are, but you'd think that there are a decent number of regulations involved that they have to file for stuff beforehand so it's sure i mean again depends probably how much they're doing right like if they're building it from you know from the ground up then yeah i would think so but if they're sort of piggybacking on what another car company is doing then maybe they can sort of skirt some of that by having the car company take care of it yeah Mm -hmm. but there's enough i mean there's enough happening here that it seems like something is going on and and it seems like it's is you know for lack of a better word accelerating (laughs) yeah I get it. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody. I I, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I it's really hard to predict, and I uh, it certainly seems like they're working on stuff, but I have no idea what to expect. It's just none. It feels really bizarre to me to imagine Apple actually releasing a car. I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. I, but it, I felt that way when the iPad came out. Right? Oh, it did I mean, not like, feel really hard to, like... to imagine Apple making an iPad. 
it's it no i yeah i guess but but it was a thing that we talked about for so long that i mean we talked about a tablet an apple tablet for years and years and years i mean basically ever since the newton got canceled and uh, because steve jobs you know on a in an offhand comment said oh we're gonna replace it <laughs> yeah that'll happen that'll happen like 13 years from now yeah i mean i think certainly the the larger thinking seems to be i i would be surprised if apple doesn't announce some sort of new product this year that's in a new category i don't think it'll be the car this year but i think i think there is something probably that they're working on this year and my guess if anything would be well we we pulled cold cold water on the glasses thing you know over the summer this is true although i would guess something in the wearables department based on the amount of growth that has been seen in that category and i think the amount of opportunity Mm -hmm. they think there is I would not be surprised to see a new wearable sometime this year. But there's also a lot of other stuff going on, right? Like they got the whole Mac transition happening. They badly need to make a new Apple TV (laughs) or do something with it. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, the iPhone and services are going to make them a bundle of money, but they also want to be seen to be innovating, I think. Right. As do we here at The Rebound. That's why this week we're (laughs) announcing Rebound Prime Prime Plus Plus Max. (laughs) We're giving all our money back to our shareholders. <laughs> we're shutting the podcast we're not, down. We're not actually doing that. That's true. We're <laughs> keeping the money for ourselves. Just, you know, for, for, you prime, for you prime subscribers, just, you know. <laughs> Don't cancel you your know. account. You're, we're not giving your money back. Yeah. No, we're putting it all in Robinhood on GameStop. GameStop. <laughs>